This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. What's that at the foot of my bed? It's spooky and kooky. I'm pretty sure it's dead. It's coming this way. Wait a minute. Roz, and welcome to Ghosted by Roz Hernandez, the podcast where I like to talk to people that I like about mysterious shit. I'm joined by an absolute icon of horror, a true legend. And not only just horror, I mean, this guest today, Rachel True, she's working nonstop. You might know her from half and half. Half Baked, the Greg Araki classic, Nowhere. But of course, we most know her and love her as a spooky weirdos from The Craft. She played Rochelle in The Craft. That movie, life-changing for so many of us. And I have had the honor of knowing Rachel a bit for a while. And finally, the day has come. I ran into her at a horror convention. I said, Rachel, come on. Come on, Rachel. You gotta come on the show. I mean, I can't tell you how many people have requested Rachel True come on the show. And we finally got her. She's also, honestly, a legendary tarot card reader. She's very well known as a tarot reader. She even has a book about it. We're going to talk about that. She's got tarot decks. I mean, she's incredible. And I also had the honor of having her read me just a little bit. So let's just get into it. Here is my conversation with Rachel True. On with the show. (sighs) You guys, I am joined at last by, honestly, 
I'm going to say the most requested guest I have had the past nearly five years of doing this show, Rachel True. Hello. What? what? Seriously? That's, um, thank you for having me on. By the way, I was lucky enough to run into the fabulous Roz in person not that long ago. And literally, the first thing I said was, do you just stare in the mirror and go, I'm so pretty? I'm yes, so pretty. I and, do. That was, and then sometimes <laughs> I leave the house. Um, I, people, you don't know how many times people have said to me, did you know that Rachel True is a really a tarot reader? You have to have her on your podcast. <laughs> And I'm like, not only did I know that, I know Rachel True as well. I know the I know Rachel True a bit. So it's finally worked out to have you here. And this is exciting for me. Ah, it's exciting for me because I love this subject matter. Okay. Well, I mean, we we know you're a tarot reader. You wrote this. Wait, let me correct that because I am a tarot reader, but I also am a tarot author because I think that there is maybe even in my own mind, Roz, a weird connotation to tarot reader. You know what I mean? Okay. You picture them in a in like a but in the back of the bodega reading cards, or worse, worse, TikTok. Readers have ruined everything for me, Roz, because if I see another nubile 20-year-old pull out like the three of swords, rub it on her tits and go, they're coming back, which <laughs> like, I can't take it anymore. First of all, three of swords, a heartbreak card. They're probably not coming back. The heartbreak's probably fresh. And second of all, what do your tits have to do? Tits are great. I have them. I, you know, I live with them. But like, what does that have to do with your reading? And that's why <laughs> I wrote the book. So that people could learn to read their own cards. Because I started reading at like eight. And I think it is so important and empowering to learn to read your own cards rather than rely on some random tarot reader out there who's really? what, reading. But think about it. If tarot reader on Instagram or wherever, and I'm not saying there's not good readers on there. There definitely are. But they're reading for the masses as if it's a, a astrology. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's literally very specific to you. If I read for you, Roz, I'm picking up on your energy. Right. So I can do a sort of collective thing, but it's not as helpful. I think, listen, there's a lot of Vegas card sharks slinging tarot cards out there, everybody. Be careful. (laughs) I'm serious. So how does somebody sniff out a bad tarot reader? Oh, you know what I'm going to say? It's tough because depending where one is at, like if you are fresh off a breakup, and you're devastated and you didn't want it to end, you have no discernment. (laughs) You're literally going to pick the reading like you would pick a TV show. You're going to go on YouTube and you're going to go, well, it says they're coming back on this one, so I'll I'll Mm -hmm. listen to this one. And then a couple months later, when you're a little, or weeks later, days later, when you're feeling stronger, the one that says, you moved on, girl, you don't need him. That's the reading you're going to vibrate with on there. You're going to pick it like a TV show, which is fun and entertaining, but it's not a personal reading. I'm not saying you can't get things out of that uh, just by listening, because it can elevate your mood and give you serotonin and make you feel better or worse, depending. But my whole thing about learning to read for yourself is that it's um, literally one of the most effective self-soothing techniques I have found. Yeah. I because that's I have a long history with tarot with 
I want so badly to be that lady in the back of the bodega. <laughs> That's like my dream. Like I with really cat right there with a gato yes, right Yes, I very much want like just I don't know scarves everywhere and like <laughs> dim lighting. I actually have in my home what, like one of those big uh, neon signs from a tarot reader place. <gasps> I I just love I I love tarot, and I even think that like just the um, Rider White decks like I think the art is so gorgeous I think like I just I love tarot but I cannot comprehend it <laughs> Listen. And so I if I give myself a reading I'm like I have to look up what every single thing no, means but that's fine first of all it's perfectly fine to look things up what are you like a pro tarot reader grifting for money in Times Square then you don't need one day <laughs> god willing if I'm lucky uh, <laughs> Then you listen, if you're reading for money, you should know the cards inside and out, period. But if you're just reading for yourself, look things up. In fact, I still I know the cards inside out. I know all 78 cards, but I still will look up an interpretation. Why? Because there's so many different schools of thought, right? So what you, what this person, what Rachel Pollack says compared to this person, compared to what I put in my book. All going to be similar but different, and there you can just keep expanding. And the other thing about tarot cards is my definition, my interpretation of them changes constantly, or mm. as I learn. So I hear you that you can't read it or learn it for yourself, but like, and um, I don't even have my book here. I'm the worst. I have the box. I don't have the book, right? But there's a full set. There's a big book in there, which also has memoir essays in it. Um, 22 memoir essays about my sort of Gen X life. But basically, I break it down, Roz. And if you ever spent more than three hours, give yourself three hours to learn a deck and you'll probably know the ins and outs because I bet you you've never done that. I know you've pulled out your cards and you've read them, but have you ever actually spent a couple hours learning the cards? No. I I have a, a Pretty, little bit. Have you? A little bit. <laughs> but what I will say, I, I have read your book, but... I read mainly just the essays. I, ah! Like that was like the part. Like I was like, "Ooh, I want to hear more stories from." Rachel. No, listen, I actually appreciate that because I worked really, really hard on that book. I wrote it by my big girl self. It was a challenging project, but the way I break it down in the book makes it simple. Like if you try to learn seventy-eight cards, that's very intimidating, right? I don't mm-hmm. want to know seventy-eight anything. But if you start thinking about it, there's four suits in the deck that represent earth, air, fire, water. You know that. Cups, pentacles, right? She's like, oh, wands, um, and swords. So those all correspond. Those are That's four things you got to learn. Earth, that's earth energy. It's like uh, practical day-to-day things. Money, air, that's mind, which represents swords, which is your intellect and, you know, making decisions and things like that. Cups, uh, your emotions, what, which is water. And, uh, what did I leave out? Wands, which is your fiery creative energy. So you can, you're not going to learn them as I just say them now, but if you learn those four things, that's it. Right. And numerology too, right? Yes. That was my next thing. I was going to say, if you learn 10 things, all 14 things altogether, which is the four suits that I just mentioned. And then I break it down in the book. I talk about the numerology of the cards. So let's say, I say to you fives, uh, you know, twos is maybe partnership and working together and working things out and just trying to juggle on life. But what twos represents coming together with another person, duality of self. But let's take five because that's a difficult number in numerology. Not difficult. 
but it represents change. So it can be either good change, bad change, but change, even if it's great change, can often feel like sandpaper on the skin, right? Like friction. So if I say to you, swords, five of swords, and you've never picked up a deck, you've never even looked at one, but I tell you that fives is conflict and change, and swords is mind and words, well, then it's conflict and change in words. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. the five card then represents perhaps some conflict in how you communicate. Or let's take the five of cups, conflict and change, but we're talking about cups, which is what, Roz? Your emotional life. Emotional water. life, yeah. <laughs> your water and your emotional life. I about to say it. You cut me off. No, no, sorry, because I realized I didn't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> I'm I didn't... just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I know you asked. I was like... But, I'm but a anyway, flow learner. No, it's fine, and I'm kind of speeding through, but my point is if you learn the numerology, you know conflict and change five. Now, if I tell you it's a cup card, you got the five of cups, it's going to be maybe perhaps conflict and change or resolution of conflict and change. Those are the choices basically on the surface level with that card. So uh, any five is going to present a little conflict and change challenge. And how you respond to that is where you're at in life. Like, let's take another card, the high priestess. Do you know her, Roz? She's sickening. (laughs) Yeah. When I first started reading tarot, and that was, again, I was very young. But let's say when I really delved in, I had a deck where the high priestess looked like the meanest Catholic nun you've ever seen. Like she was 90 and mean. Like So I was like, you know, F the high priestess. I don't even get that. Now that I'm a grown up, I get why I was like that. Because the high priestess represents wisdom and knowledge, but also the ability to shut your trap, Rachel. That's why I didn't get it when I was younger, because the high, I'm a talker and then I'm neurotic. So I had to learn about the high priestess card where she knows enough to keep her mouth shut. Mm. She doesn't give away all her secrets or, you know, people are talking over there. She doesn't have to add her two cents. She can just take in the knowledge. So as a grown-up, I love that card now. I love her so much. And as a kid, 20-year-old, I was so intimidated by her. Uh So a lot of the times my dynamic with the cards shifts because I have come into a better understanding of myself. The reason I say tarot is such a good self-soothing card too, Roz, is like, let's say you're really... One of your friends really annoyed you and you're just so mad, right? And, you know, you're going to call them up and be like, you really pissed me off. I'm like, hey, hey, wait, go to, not you, but anyone, right, can be in that situation. Go do a tarot reading and calm your ass down first so you can figure out why you're really mad. Are you really mad because they said that thing? Or are you mad because you feel a little abandoned by them. They haven't been around as much. And so it's triggering your abandonment issues from childhood. So now everything they do is annoying you. You know what I'm saying? It really helps. It's like a shrink in a box. Yeah. Ooh. That's you're, my love for it. You're you're so good at talking about this stuff. I mean, you have done this for a very long time. So No, I have. It's like, again, it's a passion of mine. And I think when I was younger, I thought, you know, you can only do one thing, right? Acting. And like, that's it. And that, and that kind of was true back in the nineties. It was like, if you did anything else or had any other interests, you must not be an actor. And now things are really different. Right. And I'm like, this is something I enjoy doing. I also, um, I also sew and make clothes. I also write books. I, you know, I would say that I'm an artist And, um, you know, the medium is sort of arbitrary, right? It could be fabric, it could be writing, it could be this. But again, with tarot, it helps me calm myself down enough to get out of my own way. 
Tarot, too, is one of these things like a lot of things, like drag, for example, where I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I think it's amazing. And, like, it's so cool that so many people are into it nowadays. But if you did it, like, before it got super cool and popular, then you're extra cool. <laughs> It's true. Although, you know, I try to remember that everything comes in cycles, right? But I do know what you mean, because there were people who were there in the beginning who were doing it. And now, especially with drag, you see so many people benefiting and they have no idea the struggles that other people went through. Did you feel stigma as a as a tarot reader, like in your younger days? Well, when I was very young, I didn't really read. I mean, I read for my friends. So no. Do you know what I mean? But there, what when I was younger, there was a stigma uh, around, I think, the culture of any of that. We were coming out of the satanic panic in the end, totally. right? With the 80s. So coming into the 90s, there was still this vestigial thing of anything untoward is the devil. Like, for example, you don't know, there's at least six different girls over the years have come up to me and gone, you know, I didn't read for the craft because the Bible and the devil. And I go... <laughs> wasn't your part girl don't worry about it (laughs) like like, why are we even talking about this um so you know it really just depends on where someone's at what what they connect to it and for me i'm like i will do anything to feel better naturally in my body i did read for other people before i wrote the book i was kind of doing it because i thought i was going to get a script idea out of it and instead i wrote a book which you you have and you've read but i think that um you know, there's a lot of people who are like, it's it's um it's devil's thing or it's bad or a grifter. And I get that. There are a lot yeah. of grifters out there who are like, their first reading's ten bucks, but you're now on the fourth reading, I'm gonna tell you your curse. And um you're gonna pay me thousands of dollars now and to get it removed. And if you buy the special elixir that I've made you yeah. The- <laughs> Yeah. That's that's actually really hard for me and in, in anything, right? Because like even on I'm on TikTok, right? And I put up a post about how like listen, as a grown-up, I'm going to attribute sunblock to my skin sting. All right. And everyone's like, "What kind of sunblock? What kind of?" And I was like, "Listen, let me de-influence you. It doesn't matter which everyone is closest to you, which everyone's on sale, which everyone's packaging is the prettiest. Like it doesn't matter because it's all the same ingredients." So my thing is like, I, I, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not trying to sell anything. And then I'm like, yeah, I am. I want people to buy my book. Sure. To, to edify themselves. But as far as the rest of it, it's very untenable to me when people are like, I'm not gatekeeping, but here's this product you need to buy. Girl, you're not, you're manipulating me with that phrase. I'm not gatekeeping. You're a salesperson. And you're presenting it as if you're doing me a favor now. It's we're in a weird time. Yeah. So whether it's products or tarot or anything, I'm like, you really have to be careful out there. And again, I'm such a Scorpio slash a Capricorn rising. I don't want anyone else to read for me. I would rather learn to read myself because I'm probably better at it. <laughs> That's such <laughs> so Well, you're also like sharing your knowledge and gift, you're literally like, here, you learn how to do it, which is so nice and opposite of what a lot of people, because I always talk about, psychics always tell me that I'm like pretty psychic, but I always feel like they they only say that because I'm not psychic enough that I could steal their business. (laughs) They're like, yeah, you're like a little psychic, but if I was amazing, I feel like they wouldn't tell me because then I would like snatch up all their clients. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's like, you know, in in alignment with uh, 
their higher consciousness or whatever you want to call it would probably encourage you to develop it. But like you, like I once called into a famous psychic's, um, you know, they were on a radio show and I somehow got through. And the first thing they said was, I, I go, hello. And they go, oh, okay. You have a lot of psychic ability yourself, don't you? And I was like, oh, look at them. No one, they can't like bullshit me here. They're psychic enough to pick up that I have that energy too. But that, you know, but they also are like, oh, okay. Gonna have to walk a little differently when you know it's someone that's going to hold you accountable. I argue with, uh, not argue, but Faruza Balk and I talk on a regular basis. And one of the things we'll say is I'm like, everyone. Oh my God, cool. She's fabulous. She's one of my favorite people. And I'm like, everybody's magical. And she's like, no, they're not. And I'm like, no, yes, they are. It's just, you know, how developed are you? Like my friend described it as some some people are are in like the peewee football league and other people are, you know, are at the Super Bowl with where their development is. But part of why I wrote the book and again, designed the deck is so people can, this is a tarot is a perfect tool for developing your own psychic abilities, which are in us, dormant in most people and and um, I'm, I'm assuming people listening to this show aren't hyper-religious, right? But like, if they were, I would say what's, it's not out of alignment with Christ consciousness or whatever your bag is. It's literally a way to clear the channel so you can hear your divine's message clearer and without your ego mm. uh, presupposing on it what you want. Because frankly, I think that's the hardest thing for people in reading cards is getting their ego out of it, their totally. ego desire. Like, well, this is what I want it to be, you know? That's my problem. I'm like, well, there's so many interpretations of each card. Maybe <laughs> it's this one. You know what, though? I, I get that because I, believe me, I'm human. I do the same thing. But I also am like a Scorpio. So I'm like, don't bullshit a bullshitter. Me being the bullshitter, I'm trying to bullshit, Right. I'm like, I actually want it straightforward and I want to know what's going on because that's the only way it's helpful. If it's just a lot of hot air being blown at my ass, like how's that any different than than all my years in Hollywood, right? It's all this noise. But if it's the truth, then I can take that and springboard. And, and then that's, there's an action I can do based on that information, which I think is really helpful. Like, again, there's just tools that can help people be more connected. And I think um, right now we're in a moment in time where we put anyone who buys a new deck, we put them on a pedestal and we're like, oh my God, oh my God, they're going to read my card. Like, I'm not, so you can be any age. This is an age. It's, I know 20 year olds who are amazing readers, by the way, but that 20 year old has put in years of experience to get to that point. To be, or, you know, hours, I should say. It's not even years. It's more like, how, how much time do you dedicate? Because this is a true story, Rod. Like, before the craft script showed up, and I talk about it in the book, like, my TV broke. And I didn't even have cable. I think I just had three, you know, whatever channels back. I was living in Venice. And um, I was like, oh, God, I got to fix this TV. And then my intuition kicked in. I was like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You have other things you're supposed to be doing and TV's a distraction because I'm American. I love TV, you know? And um, and then this is how I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to the voice that says don't fix it. And and I really, I had copious grimoires, meaning just notebooks full of every, I would write down every reading every day. How do you get to know the cards? That's how, you know, I, I would do the readings, write down each and every card, look those cards up. That way I could see what, what um, patterns were happening. If you do reading every day, you'll start to notice I'm getting all cup cards or I'm getting all major cards or I'm getting all the same cards. So that all of that really helped me get to learn tarot. And then my two dude friends showed up months later and they were like, 
oh my God, it's like your, your TV, it's just a wire. And they fixed it in like two seconds. <laughs> and I was like, I know. And I was like, yay, TV, I'm American. Um, and then the craft script showed up like literally the next week. So all that time when I didn't have the TV, that was prep work for mm-hmm. the movie that I didn't know was coming. And, and it really was because I remember a guy friend came over. Retrospect, he might have been hitting on me. And I was like, hey, Tarot. So he, he goes, um, wow, you're really serious about this, huh? Like, you're really into it. And I was like, I guess, yeah. But it's calming to me. And I didn't grow up. Everyone's parents mostly did the best they could, even if it wasn't what you wanted. But I don't think I was taught self-soothing. We're Gen X. They were like, shut the fuck up. That's what we, like, that was the comfort we got. Like, stop your whining. So, you know, developing a pattern to comfort myself was important. And I encourage everyone listening to go out there and get a deck, whether it's mine or anyone else's. Like my deck, I designed to feel like a close, you're hanging out with a good friend, not a friend of me, like a friend you love. And, um, and to feel like a, a, a favorite blanket. Now, I have many decks. I pull out the thoughts deck when I'm like, give it to me, brutal, kill me. Kill me now. Kill me. I want to see the blood. So I'll drag out that, you know, and like Rider Waite, fantastic deck to start on, even though it's mostly, you know, the original images by Pamela Coleman Smith, who, who is mixed. They're very Anglo images, right? So it's like once we get past that and we just look at the imagery itself and the story it is telling, Rider Waite Smith does one of the best jobs in storytelling because Roz, the magic isn't in the card. If I pull out this card and I say, what do you see in this card? You're going to see something completely different than what I'm going to see. Mm-hmm. You know, you may look at him and be like them and the be King like, of cups. yeah, like, what do you, when you look at this card, what is, what is your intuition tell you right now? What are you getting from this card? I, it's, I'm sure it's hard to see, but you can tell. Um, I'm getting that he is like, honey, it is all good. Like, he's just like looking at the room like, everyone wants to be me, but I'm good with it. <laughs> like, right. like. I'm in a good place and it's all good. That's amazing. I love your interpretation of that, by the way, because first of all, I say true or intuitive tarot because we want you to use your intuition. That's literally what you just did, right? It also is that court cards, which confuse people so much, are just simply other people, but mostly they are sides of ourselves. That's it. It's a Mm. side of yourself. So around this surrounds emotional life. Pups, right? So you know what this tells me about Roz? That Roz is probably in a pretty good place. I'm saying emotionally and secure-wise, like feeling pretty good about inside yourself. I could be totally wrong. You can get off and be like, I cry every day. I don't know. But I'm saying your your interpretation, your impression of this card is very upbeat. I look at him because I'm cynical today, and I'm like, he's like, I'm gonna take you out on a date, but is it this cup or that cup? I'm like a little boy with my cups. That's literally my interpretation of it today. Somebody who's <laughs> going to be emotionally draining to me. Now, that is the LOVA. If you were to reverse this card, meaning, and uh, reversals are just blocked energy people, right? It's either upright and flowing in a good vibe or it's reversed and it's a little blocked. And how you can tell is, let's say, for, for example, me, this, if I got this card and I'm looking at the King of Cups and today I'm not seeing... His joyful side, like Roz did. I'm seeing someone who's going to drown me in their fucking river at the bottom. So that's how... <laughs> but who does that give you insight to? Me right now about men, right? So 
again, it's, it's very, like if we look at anyone from the past and ignore their horrible misogyny, racism and everything else, right? So let's take a young Carl Young who, you know, let's forget what he said about lots of groups of people who don't, didn't look exactly like him, but some of the psychology things that Carl Jung was talking about, they're all in this deck. This is literally the fool's journey, you know, the archetype of being born till when you die. And these are Jungian archetypes. So I think it's, like I said, it's a way to psychoanalyze yourself. But by doing that, you free yourself of your ego and your bullshit. And then you're able to lock into what you're truly feeling instead of the mask we wear all the time. I don't want to sound like I'm, an obsessive fan, but I've also I also have your, the audible recording of you yeah! telling oh, yeah, your yeah. book to yeah. you actually speaking it, and um, like I'm having this problem that I have sometimes when I have on guests where I'm like I'm I feel like an audience member. I forget that I'm also on this podcast right now because I'm like <laughs> so like into every second of what you're saying. Have you ever like? I mean, I'm sure you've, like, taught classes and stuff, right? Like, you seem like a professor, how much you know about this <laughs> no, stuff. No, I'm just, I'm just old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to talk about, like, a couple of other things, too. First of all, do you consider this, like, paranormal? Like, when you hear that word paranormal, does that, like, go along with tarot for you? I'm going to say yes and no. Like, when I was younger, sure. I loved it when I was a kid. Like, I got my first deck at eight, and I was like, ooh, witches. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I was just so into magic, witches. Now, as as a grown, I sort of look at it as, yes, it's a part of that. It's a gateway drug to opening up your psychic abilities. You can quote me on that. That's great. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it is. It's a bit of a gateway drug to opening that up. Does buying a deck or being gifted a deck suddenly make you like the world's greatest psychic? No. Or intuitive person? No, you have to develop it. It's a muscle like anything else. So as far as being paranormal, it is useful for those situations, but I don't actually look at it as paranormal. It can tell your future, but not until you're clear about your present. That's kind of the truth, you know, because Carl Jung says the best way to interpret, I'm paraphrasing, the best way to predict the future is to understand how the present evolved out of the past. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's psychology, not magic, right? But it is kind of, I think the alchemy of figuring out yourself is magical, by the way. Uh, and you probably had, here's the thing, I'm going to segue into this because I'm sort of embarrassed. I haven't had, you know, how everyone's like, I see ghosts every day. Rachel. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> like, I don't at all. I wish, I kind of wish I did. But I think some people are clear, you know, clear, clear audience, clear visual, clear, all these different clairs that you can be. Clair sentient. Clair Danes. Clair Danes. Um, I'm not very Clair Danes today. But, but I, I don't really see things as much as I sense or hear. Like, I'm more clear audience, audience, audience. Audio? Yeah, yeah, audience. Girl, I don't know. Um, because like I when I when my intuition kicks in, it's usually like this little no like a rustling noise in the back of my head. And that's probably my sign to like pay attention to whatever little whisper is floating through my head. But it's more like I hear it or I see it in my mind's eye rather than there's a ghost like I wish, but <laughs> you know, I, I've been places cities where I can kind of be there and, and look around and kind of almost see sometimes things shift to 
a different time, but I think that's time travel. Really? You think you tra- <laughs> time travel? I, I, I don't know if it's time travel, but I've always felt like I like fall through time, right? And then I'm on TikTok listening to the girl who's like, I have time blindness. I can't show up anywhere on time. Wow. And I was like, you know what? I actually hear her. Everyone's making fun of her, but I kind of understand what she's saying. Now, the other thing is like 18 year old, well, then set an alarm, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought what you were going to talk about on TikTok is there's there's a whole thing. I mean, people have done this on YouTube and whatever for forever where it's like somebody with like their voice is distorted and like they've come back from the year 2057 oh. and they're here to tell you <laughs> everything that's happened. I mean, again, I wish, but like nice grift. That's what I say. I always am like, let me just hear them out. Um, (laughs) Does it say anything about me being president? What sign are you? I'm a Libra. Yeah, I was like, well, okay, that's interesting. Oh, that makes sense why you're so pretty. Libras are all about refinement and beauty and all those. And and air sign. But I'm surprised you'll hear them out. Maybe it is because you're an air sign because I'm a water sign. I'm like, shut up, you big phony. I mean, yeah. I don't believe any of it, and I do want to scroll past, but I also um, have time on my hands, when so I said- I'll just listen. <laughs> so do I, girl. So do I. But when I say time traveler, what I meant by that when I was younger is I could be sitting here and just, and this is an empath thing, which is what I'm working on my next book is about for empaths, but I can be sitting here and then like a memory will come in, but it's all of a sudden I'm there. Like the smells, the sounds, the taste of being there. So that may be just an actor thing, but it literally will feel like I'm sliding through, you know? And so what I've started to do is when I end up sliding through and I'm like in the Brooklyn apartment I had when I was 19, you know, and all of a sudden I'm there. Instead of being like, whoa, what's happening? Like I normally am. I'm like, oh, let me clean, let me fluff that pillow and give her a pep talk. You know, I'm here. Yeah. So I don't know if she's hearing me, young me is hearing me or seeing me, but I'm like, can I shift the future that way? I will say when I was young, uh, ever since I was very little, I dealt with sleep paralysis a lot. And I feel it's so rough, man. It's not as bad now that I'm a grown up, but when it would happen, you sleep on your back. I'm a side sleeper, actually. Sometimes okay. on my back like a corpse, but then I'm like, what if I die like this? That's weird. So but I does don't. it happen? How does it happen? Like, where, how are you sleeping? It can happen anytime. Okay. Like, as a kid, on my back, on my side, in a car, in a thing. But I would be hyper aware that I was awake and unable to... In a car? To... I have never even heard somebody tell... I mean, it would make sense. It could happen anywhere. But like, oh, that's scary. In a car is like an eight year old. And oh. um, and the thing that happens for me is like, because you're not in a dream state at first. I, I'll force myself to go back into one. But like, you're really aware. You're in your body. You cannot move it. You feel like you're paralyzed. And you are might be in a, you think you're in a coma or something like that. And um, when, when it happened in the car, I was like floating above myself, kind of watching myself sleep. And I, I remember as a kid being worried, I can't do that. You have to stay with your body because A, you don't want to be paralyzed forever, but B, you're in a car. Like what if, what if you leave your body and you can't get back to it? That was my eight-year-old brain. <laughs> or what if like a freeway sign was all of a That's sudden right. you and drove under. <laughs> and clocked me on that. But I do think, you know, there's a lot of theories like back in the middle ages, they were like, it's because a demon is sitting on your chest, Rachel. Sure, yeah. That's what they thought. But I think that uh, sleep paralysis 
is an in-between state that can be utilized for astral projection. Totally. That's what I think, you know? And so as an adult, I don't freak out about it. I go, oh, okay, I'm dreaming. Great. Let's see what I can do. You know, can I walk to the moon? <laughs> um, and I try to be consciously maneuver it. It's a little tougher though, because sometimes it's scary. You're like aware that you're asleep, but maybe you're not. I've had a couple times where it did feel like someone was entering into the room and watching me. <gasps> And I was like, is I just remember in Venice when I lived in Venice and I was like, is it an alien? Because you're like, it could be. I don't know. I always say about sleep paralysis, you know, a lot of people love to say, oh, there's scientific reasons why it happens. Sure. Great. Whatever. But I also think <laughs> that it also can be like that could be a real energy of some sort. It could be a, a spirit. It could be. a I don't know. I do wonder, but I'm not sure. But here, well, let me tell you about my latest crisis because, you know, I'm all woo-woo and whatever. I'm the most airy-fairy because I'm actually very practical with my Capricorn rising, you know? Like, I'm the first to be like, prove it. Yeah. You know, I I'm very cynical when it comes to stuff like that. But one of the things I'm trying to write through and work through right now, because I'm like, all right, I'm writing this book for empaths and how amazing it is to be so sensitive. And, and you know, the kids are so overwhelmed by it. Right. They're like, I'm an empath. What do I do? And, you know, um, so it's kind of like for that, if you're feeling overwhelmed. But and I was you know, so gung ho. And then I had to do a, a routine. I was having stomach issues. I had to do a routine procedure to exploratory just to check out my gut. And I fucking have a, a allergic reaction. I aspirate. They have to intubate like I almost die because I'm allergic to whatever anesthesia they're you know, and I wake up in a puddle of my own vomit. I'm like, oh, I got it. So anyway, the week, all that to say, the next five days after that, this is like two months ago, all I could think was, there's nothing. There's nothing. It's just, it's, you're just dead. If you die, you're just dead. Because I was really freaked out because I thought the last thing, I'd be dead. Like if they hadn't managed to revive me, I'd, I'd just be dead. And so that kind of threw me into a tizzy of like, what if there's nothing? And I've never actually felt like, I don't feel like there's nothing. I'm just, you know, these are the things I talk through with myself, people who are listening. It doesn't mean I believe what I'm saying is, this is what I love to use tarot for to help me suss out my, uh, you know, conflicting opinions on things, right? But that's also the human experience. I think so. To not know and to question and have moments where... But I was so sure before it happened. <laughs> If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists 
turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Have you ever, like, you kind of touched on this, but... Whether you believe it or not or whatever, have you had experiences where you're like, I think that was a ghost or I was at a place and everyone else said that that was a ghost, but I don't believe it. or like, I don't know anything like that. Um, no, I definitely um, like I said, I don't see a sense more, but sure, I've definitely been in many places that I'm like, the ground is sour, <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's crazy out there, like energetically, like I was um, in New Orleans last year working and um, that's a really conflicted haunted city, man, Yeah, you know, with a lot of, is a lot of anger underneath it too. And I don't mean the people, I'm talking about the actual ground and history. There's a lot of tension there. And, and that, to me, is a lot is a lot of those unsettled spirits, right? Who who haven't left maybe because of the trauma that was inflicted. I did go to one of the cemeteries that's slightly outside of New Orleans, and it has it has a beautiful pyramid shaped crypt. That's why I wanted to go there, you know, and photograph it. But so I'm walking around in the area I'm in in the cemetery. It was called Millionaires Row. You know, it was a very fancy section of the cemetery that like in 1896, that's where you would have been buried if you were fancy. And I'd taken all these pictures, absolutely stunning. And then all of a sudden I went, it hit me like a bolt of lightning. It wasn't from me. It was like from above or the side. It was like you were in the La Ciudad de las Muertes, time to leave. Like it was so strong that this message was like, great, great time to go. And I was like, okay. Okay. Now, is, You're too alive for is that a ghost? Is that a thing? Is that, I feel like it's like, um, messages can come from anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was from a deceased ghost or a spirit or, or I, I don't know that I necessarily like, these are my guides, but I do know there's been times in life where I haven't listened. Like, let me tell you, I, when I was a kid, I always used to complain that my dad didn't buy that loft in Soho for $5,000. How could he pass that up? That's what it was that he could have done, right? But as an adult, I had a little messenger from God sit down at my table. This is at the Kentucky Derby. Literally say to me, uh, sitting, chatting with us, and then goes this horse, do that. And I'm not a gambler. So I was like, <laughs> I didn't bet on it. But if I, I didn't also, this is for other people listening who get insecure about how they look. I seriously, the only reason I think I did not get up and go make this bet at the time is I just felt uncomfortable in my body. You know, maybe my weight was heavier. I didn't like whatever it was. I was like, oh, I'm just going to sit here. Bitch, if I took win place or showed, I would have walked with a million dollars based on a $50 bet. So that's like an angel message that I missed. Oh, we all have them. God. No, girl. I, and I knew it. I was like, I should get up and ma-. there was a voice. The little whispering said, you should make this bet. And I'm not, again, not a gambler, but like uh, 50 bucks, right? I could have done that or whatever. 
I didn't and I regret it, but we all have those moments. Like I said, my dad not buying, uh, you know, a loft and so for $5,000, probably an angel said to him, this is a good, yeah, here's the thing you can get in on. He was like, no, thanks. We all have these moments. So now I just try to listen to where my intuition is kind of crackling to just be, get up, make the bet or do the thing or take the chance or whatever it is uh, to be bolder, you know, because I think a lot of us, including myself, have a lot of fear. A lot of a lot of our decisions are motivated by fear. A lot of our anxieties and jealousies are motivated by fear, right? Fear of being abandoned, alone, or whatever it is. So I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Like for me, it's about working through that fear. And then sometimes back to like ghosts and stuff out there. I'm like, why are you still here? Why are you still here? Like it actually freaks me out sometimes because I'm like, is this just a is this just electricity like the the you know essence of 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 a, a ghost of a ghost and the actual spirit is somewhere else because it makes me sad sometimes i'm like what if that's a real spirit and they're just stuck there like i think a lot of times it's sad you, I mean, yeah right even like where it's like no this is a happy ghost but it's like yeah but are you happy but you're like one of those people that is like happy because they love talking about their high school days still. <laughs> is it like that kind of happy? Come on, weren't you popular in high school though? Look at you. No, I was not. But really? No, girl, please. I didn't <laughs> get fierce like this until a couple years ago. Um, okay, one thing that I really want to ask you about that people love talking about, and I'm just curious if you have any thoughts on this being one of the most iconic stars of one of the most iconic horror movies. That whole idea of spooky things happen on the set of spooky movies. Like, what do you what do you think of that? I mean, did did any of that happen for you guys? Well, listen, they said they picked. Um, I think the the thing Menon 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 is a uh, fake. You know, that's a spring in France. I remember reading that in your book, and like, I actually didn't know that. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> which I which I kind of like because I'm more of the, I, I like to hedge my bets in a kind of agnostic way. I'm like, Yo, I don't know. Could be, you know? So I, I'm glad we didn't use a real deity. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Just in case. I don't want to summon Cthulhu or whatever. I do think some things happen because, you know, Fruits and I were the two who were into the subject matter who drove our asses into, the, I don't even know how far deep valley I had to drive. To go to Pat Devon, who was our witch consultant, she had a. They were having a Beltane festival, so Farouz and I are the two went to that and participated, and we're really into it. So I think when you're talking about a movie like this, sometimes yes, sometimes those things do happen. Like there was a white owl that moved around from set to set, and I think that people don't get about magic or you know things that are outside our perception is to me they're usually kind of quiet it's not suddenly like the big michelin man ghost marshmallow puff man appears outside your window and it's a, a spectral phenomenon that's just not how it happens it's more like an energy and a synchronicity like in um the store the witch store that was some dude's apartment actually which was a really cool apartment in east hollywood Oh, I when I first moved to LA, I looked up where it was, yeah. and still to this day, every time I drive through Hollywood, I'm like, if I'm with someone, I'm like, this do you recognize that? Right, it's right there on Hollywood. I think it's on Hollywood Boulevard, not even yeah. Sunset. It's Hollywood. So 
Um, so that was someone's apartment and, um, they had, you know, set decorated it for the movie. So there was a table with hundreds of journals on them, you know, or at least a hundred or more. So we're like action rolling. And the one I pick up a journal and I open it and there's writing in it. And I'm like, oh, wow, they're so thorough, these Hollywood professionals. And then they're like, cut. And the guy who's a partner's like, he goes, that's my journal. That's my journal. And all those books, I stuck it in there and you, you picked up my journal. So I'm saying. That's kind of magic in its own way, isn't it? Mm. That there was an energetic connection to this thing that I just intuitively, out of all the ones, that's the one because it probably had some energy coming off it rather than a blank set book that had been bought just to be a prop, Do you, you know? Which goes along with your story of when your TV broke and, you know, gave you time to focus. Yeah, well, it's like if you start to pay attention to the small things, right? So if you're just starting out and you're like, oh, wow, I noticed that there's this synchronicity here. If you start to pay attention to the synchronicities. Now, I don't mean go crazy and be like, I thought two, two, two. And that means like, girl, <laughs> it means you look at the clock, probably, you know, because <laughs> that's not, but see, this is where I'm a little cynical, right? I'm like, you have to Occam razor things. You have to get rid of what's the simplest explanation. You always have to look at the simplest you know, scientific way before you, uh, before you go to the woo woo with things. But, um, I don't know. I know I'm digressing all over the place. I think for me, I believe in it all. I just think a healthy dose of skepticism is how we don't get taken advantage of in this world. And let's face it, like spirituality, tarot cards, seances, all of that, you know, started with some real griftery people in America back a hundred years ago or more. And Mm -hmm. it was a trend to, you know, set up a fake room and, and, you know, like just put on a show really. And my thing is with tarot, like it's not a parlor trick actually. So I, I, that's, probably why you don't see me doing too many public readings. Although I do have a Patreon where we talk tarot and I'd read for people a little bit on there. It's more of an informal tarot talk, a, a little a little bit of learning, but it's not a proper class, class, class. So I ain't got time for that, frankly. <laughs> um, but I think it's about accepting there are lots of things around that I don't know. Again, let's go back to the ghost for a second. I just want to free them, you know, because I feel like if your energy is bound here, like to a barn in New Jersey, you deserve a better life. (laughs) I mean, yes, I agree. (laughs) But I also think sometimes like if they don't want to be free, like if they're like, free me, free me, I want to go like, okay, then fine. Maybe I'll help you. Like, I'll do my best. Um, but, I have that, by the way, I did stay with a boyfriend and his family's like, it's a, we're, our farmhouse is haunted. That shit was, that ghost, I was like, is it a racist ghost? Because it seems to be really annoyed with me. It was, it why was a would white you say boy. that? Why was it well, annoyed? It could have, it, it probably wasn't anything to do with race, but it seemed like, like, I remember I'd put my cup down and moved away and I'd come back in the room and the cup is on the floor now. And no one had been in there, you know? And it wasn't like I walked away in this ceramic teacup I would have noticed, you know, if I'd knocked it over. It was moving things around, but it was doing it a lot, a lot. And um, the guy was like, oh, yeah, I guess when it's irritated. And I was like, just get me out of here then, because the last thing I want is like an angry ghost on my on my back. This is what I'm talking about. These are the ghost stories I'm looking for. This is great. (laughs) I don't really have too many, though. Like I said, although, you know, after my dad died, which was a long time ago in the early aughts, I am so oh, 
conscious of his energy around. Believe me, I was sad. I missed my dad that he died. But I was like, Jesus, dad, you're here all the time. Like, go to the Yangtze River where you said you wanted to go and you never got to go. Like, it actually started to feel like the energy was there so much that I had to have um, like a little chat and say, listen, it's all good. Like, it's all good if you're here because you feel dot, 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 whatever the stuff might be. It's all good. It's all good. Because the thing I realize as a living person, and this is to people who are like, I hate my parents. And I get it. Some of you, that's so valid because your parents did you wrong. But the rest of you, I'm like, listen, once they're dead, there's no one to argue with (laughs) except their ghost. (laughs) (laughs) But when you say like his energy was around all the time, like, what do you mean? I mean, like, you know how you'll feel like, again, I don't really see there's a form of my dad there. Uh, what I'll do is I'll walk in a room and I'll just feel the energy from a section of the room, you know? I suppose it's like when the cat stares in the corner too long. You're like, what is there? Yeah, what yeah. What are you looking at? Probably nothing. But it could be a doorway to another dimension for all I know, you know? It could be. So I'll just feel like almost like a heat signature thing over there. It's not heat necessarily, but I'm saying almost like you would see a heat signature. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, there's certain sections of rooms I just won't want to sit in or be in if I feel, because my dad's energy felt like it felt bad. Like it, and this could all be a projection from my mind, Roz, right? Uh But I felt the energy and I felt like, that there was like this heaviness to it. And so that's why I was like, it's all good, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's all good. There's no need to feel heavy or bogged down or or tied to this earth because of X, Y, and Z. But also my dad was, um, his mother or grandmother was a um, Romanian gypsy Jew. So, you know, I'd like to think some of it came from there, right? Yeah, and didn't she like see the future? Wasn't that like something... Yeah, like a little, I mean, you can't, listen. let's sidebar to that. You can definitely use tarot cards to tell your future. Absolutely. They're a great tool for helping you develop your intuition and your, uh, you know, your, your, all your clear senses to be able to tell the future. But again, the future to me is so malleable. It's all based on your choices, right? Mm. So you don't think it's like predetermined, like, you know. I, I mean, uh, again, I'm agnostic. I'm like, yo, maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I don't really know for sure. I don't think so. I think we're presented with a fair amount of choices and options. You know, I believe we have choices that are so big, they switch the path we're going down for sure. But we make those choices. So I think everything's predetermined like a chess piece on a board or like a TV show that's already been filmed and we're just playing through our parts. I don't, I personally don't feel that. Doesn't mean that's true. That's just my opinion. For all I know, I'm like a non-player character in a shitty game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. I want to do, because we don't have a ton more time, but if I... You can cut out the sections where I babble too much, right? Are you kidding me? (laughs) What you might consider babble is gold. (laughs) Um, I'm wondering if I, like, pull one card, if you could help me interpret it. Absolutely. Is is one card, like, enough? That's usually what I do, because I'm like... Start, yes, sure. Pull one card. Yep. Okay. And sh- and do you recommend I ask a question of the deck or? I think it depends on what you want to do. I think it is helpful to ask a question. It, decks are not always so great with yes or no, because once again, that yes or no depends on what choice you make to get to that yes or no, right? 
So I, I would say it's up to you. Like, that's the thing I think people don't get about tarot. A lot of it really is dealer's choice. Do you, if I don't have a question on my mind, I'll just be like, what's the general energy? And then I pull a general one. If you have a specific question, like, are they going to ask me out? Or am I going to get that job? Then you yeah. ask that question, you know? So you do you. Okay. Well, see, I think this might be kind of an interesting conversation because, you know, I've been around this town for a long time. <laughs> and... <laughs> Been to a lot of gin joints, have you? I've sort of managed to be able to survive making people laugh and talking about ghosts and whatever. And I, But I've always kind of been terrified of, like, being on TV. But I really have always been like, uh, I don't know if I want, like, that. It scares me. It just has always scared me. Okay. And so talking to somebody that has also have you know has experience with that and then also at the time of this recording my first ever television show that I'll be one of the stars <laughs> of uh, was just announced and at the time of the release of this show will be after it has already been premiered all eight episodes I'm so, so excited I can't wait to watch this I've, I've heard about it for a while I'm super excited in fact if you get another season can you bring me as your your sis friend yeah, I want a ghost hunt. I really want a ghost hunt. All right, go we ahead. can just do that anyway in LA just for fun, you and me. Okay. But um, okay. So I don't know exactly what I want to know, but I kind of just want to know, like, I don't know, some sort of guidance from the deck and you about like as I enter this next stage of my life. So that's a great question. But like, as I enter this next stage of my life, what should I keep in mind? You know, that might be a nice general. That might, that's a general one to ask. Okay. And how do you recommend I pull one? Does it matter? It's, you know, again, it's, a, here's the thing. It's about developing your own ritual. So for years and years and years, my ritual was shuffle, 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 split it into three parts, stack it back up and take <laughs> off the top. And I had to do it like that or I was a neurotic freak. Now I'm like, I don't give a fuck however you want to do it because it is about your own thing. So if you want to shuffle and just pull it out the middle, that's great. If you want to take it off the top, it's really your choice. And I'm encouraging you to go with Sometimes what I'll do is just shuffle, 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 and I'll run my hands like this across the deck, and I'll get a little electric shock from one, and I'll take that card. Okay. Well, I do have <laughs> I do have a way that I do it, which is, <laughs> this is to tell you more about who I am. I just basically mush them around, and yeah. then when one of them falls out, then oh, okay. I go, yeah. that's the one that wanted to be. And if a couple of them fall out, it's whichever one I look, look at it's first. Look, it's so Libra. It's there. I can take it or leave it. Okay, I'll... one just <laughs> fell out. One just fell out. One just fell out. You guys. Okay. A bunch fell out, I think. No, it's just one. Oh, it's just one? I got the king of pentacles. Amazing. Okay, so here's my thing. That I, here's how my intuition works, right? That's a beautiful card. It says, it's. Pro, I, I have a feeling it's going to do well, king of pentacles. The thing you should keep in mind was the question you asked. So listen, uh, I don't know if you spent all the money already. <laughs> um, Leaders are pretty good with money, though. But I have a feeling that you are so pretty. <laughs> You might have some rising sign influence in there that isn't as great as the Libra side. So my thing is King of Pentacles. It's going to bring in more opportunity, more money. You're probably going to get some uh, like branding. You know, people who want you to shuck products and things like that. I think you should be super careful with what you pick. 
make not super careful, but just make sure it's in alignment with you. Yeah. Right. Because it's so easy to be like, I like money. I like money. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I do. So you just don't want to start sucking anything and everything. Does that make sense? You're going to have a lot of opportunities. Yeah, I am like that anyway. I don't, I'm not interested yeah, yeah. in that. That's the Libra. You're going to have a lot of financial. It's financial. First of all, what did we say? Look at start instead of being so like, oh, cards. I don't get it. It's the king. First, it's a king. We note the card that it is. What suit is it? Oh, it's pentacles. We said pentacles are basic, you know, day-to-day things, reality, uh, uh, world, money, practical things. And then it's the king. It's kind of the apex. Well, the aces, but the apex. It's the person who has all the money. It is uh, uh, benevolent. They're not a dick about like, I'm. they're not a hoarder. You know, they can be if the energy is reversed. But what that is saying to me, King of Pentacles, you're going to be coming into a space where you're probably going to, you know, probably, hopefully, fingers crossed, gets picked up. For, I feel good about it getting picked up for another season, first of all. So Woo! more money coming in is what I see with King of Pentacles. But um, So what do know, I keep in mind is just... Don't spend all your money. stupidly don't spend all your money stupidly you can spend your money just you know what i'm you know what i mean like i love beautiful things too you know but at a certain point i had to look around my house and be like jesus christ how many goddamn ganesh statues do i need (laughs) that you keep me away from a damn crystal store (laughs) but you know what i mean like you know it just means that like don't you're fine for finances but the other thing i see in that since we're talking about your career, is it'll probably oh, and look what I just pulled. Wheel so, of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Okay, so Vanna. We're, so we're <laughs> we're bouncing it off that King of Pentacles, coupled with the Wheel of Fortune. It's great. It's gonna bring in a lot of really I mean, you already have great opportunities. Like, you know, the thing if you've never met Roz, it's like very striking energy. Oh. You know, you have you have this presence, which you need, frankly, to be, you know how everyone's like. I could be an actor. I could be on TV. Like, no, you can't. Some of you don't have the charisma Mm. (laughs) that it takes. I I know I'm being tough here, but it's actually true. You know, there's a certain energy that has to be able to pop off a person. And and that's what people gravitate towards and, and the people they like on TV. And you have that. Not everyone has it. Some people are amazingly clever and smart and da 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 but they just can't, you know, when they tell a story, it's like this and it's really boring. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're the opposite of that, right? You have all these opportunities coming in. Again, it's your thing. We, we, it wants you to be, you have a lot. And then you got the magician card. Okay. Those are, those are two majors I pulled for you, right? That's the other thing we notice: King of Pentacles, Wheel of Fortune, Magician. So opportunities, opportunities. Wheel of Fortune, life shifting and changing. Magician, what do you want to create for yourself next? That's what I think I'd be focused on because you've already, here's the truth. You've already shot the show, right? It's already oh, yeah, in the can. Yeah, yeah. So there's nothing else you can do about it other than prepare what your, what did I say the last card was? Magician. What is it you want to magic up next so that you're the producer next time? You know? Not that you, we want Kristen Stewart to be the producer, but I'm saying that you, <laughs> what I, when I say she's the producer, what I mean is as actors or performers, if I'm just acting in it, that's amazing and I get paid. But if I'm producing it, I get a lot. I have a stake in the show, right? A percent, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? I'm kind of speechless. What? Right now. Wait, can you, Por qué? can you pull just one more? I'm just curious what it would be. So you had wheel of well, okay. Again, I will, but this is why I love spreads because especially when I you know, don't but roll. because we're doing a magic trick right now. <laughs> because okay, let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. 
I, when I was manifesting this TV show, I put on my altar the magician, <gasps> yeah. the wheel of fortune, and one more card. <laughs> Oh, okay. This I bet you. <laughs> but see, that's why I love tarot, and you know, like to, my intuition is pretty developed, and it's easier for other people. Like sometimes I can't see myself, as I can read for myself, but it's harder. But because I'm guaranteeing you, this is not the card you got. But this is like a magic trick that's but, happening right now. So the last card that I pulled, and yet yet another major, right? So this one's interesting because it's also the card that represents Scorpio. So don't freak out because it's death. Right, but okay, the, it was in, definitely not that one. But I know that's why pretty I good. Said, Two out of three. That's pretty crazy. But wait, in my deck, and I don't think I have. Do I have it here? Just want to show you really. Oh, I think I put it away. Death card is literally a person. Um, I don't think I have it here. Is literally a person. Uh, instead of death, 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 it's a person going like this, peeling themselves apart so that a new them can be reborn. So this is what I, so that's what um, I'm saying. Don't take death as a heavy thing. The death that I see for you is the death of the person who's like, I'm just doing all right. And I'm, you know, in Hollywood and doing all right. And like, I don't want to be, it's the death of all that bullshit because you do, you do, you do. Well, but I also, I, I view. No, you do because here's my next card. You do because this. The Ace of Pentacles. Which you don't need to be a tarot reader or mind reader to be like, there's a big hand with a big offering you a huge fucking disc piece of money right there. So I'm not saying you want to be famous, but what I'm saying is you do want to level up and you do want more money. I know you do, Libra. But what I was going to say is a word I know very well is transition. And (laughs) I do view being just like a a local person and then all of a sudden like being on a TV show um, as like a transition. And Yeah, that's what death represents, the transition. Exactly. That's how I have viewed like a few times in my life where I do feel like one door's closing, another one's open, whatever. And you could view that as like the death card or or like the tower, I think, you know, is like the other one that people get scared of. And I think that that sort of has happened a lot of times in my life where I'm like, something is ending, but it is good because something is about to bloom and it's yeah, going to yeah, be a yeah. whole nother phase. So I think that is what I see for you. And I'm not saying like you want to be famous because really the only people who want to be famous are like 19 year olds who don't understand what fame really means you know what i mean because i've not i've certainly not had the j-lo lifestyle i've had a small taste of it and it's a lot i'm an introverted extrovert when people crowd around me i get really sweaty mm-hmm. i don't love that part of it i i actually never really loved going to events and red carpets made me up t- like all of it was it made me really anxious Same. you know like i like right so i i know what you mean about not necessarily wanting all that that I really get loud and clear. But what I do think you want is you are ready to level up. You are ready to lead your own show thing, whatever it is. And so this goes hand in hand with that. So if I were you, what I would be working on with my tarot deck isn't what do I need to do? It's how do I release my fear around my anxiety totally around fame. And also, listen, you're very charming and fabulous. I think you're going to get a lot of attention, but I don't know if you're going to become super famous off it. So, you know, get out of the future. Come back to the present. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but no, I would say that to myself too. No, you know what I I'm know saying? that. But either way, like being 
thrust into a lot of people now knowing who you are that you don't know is like my biggest fear ever where I'm like, how did you know my name? Oh. How do you know me? I don't know you. Like all that kind of stuff Ross, freaks me worst. out. I always think like, I'm literally like, did we go to school together? Do I have a booger on my nose? Like, well, how do you like it? It makes me super uptight, actually, all that stuff around it, even though I very much wanted to be an actor and a known actor. And I want when I was young, I'm saying I wanted all those things. But the truth is, like, it's it is a lot. You're just you. And then people are staring at you all the time. It's weird. Yeah. Um... (laughs) But people stared at you before you were famous, you know, I bet or before you're you in this incarnation, because I know for me, when I was like 20 or 21, my stepmother was visiting New York city where I lived. And she was like, Oh my God, if the way people are looking at you on the street is any response, you'll probably work a lot. And I guess that's what I mean by that energy thing. You know, it's, it's not that I was so the most prettiest or anything, but it's an energy that people were drawn to. And you have the same thing. You're just more Libra about it. You know, one time I saw you at the Grove before I ever met you. And I was like, Shut up, really? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> really? I swear to God. I'm such a dork. I really do. Like half the time when I look over, I'm like, what did I do wrong? That's where my but brain that probably goes. going back to the podcast that we're on. I feel like that also goes along with your intuitiveness and your energy. I mean, it's all energy, really. It is all, it is all energy. I try to actually make a bubble around me. When I'm out and about, because I realize if I'm looking around because I'm I'm nervous, people are looking at me. It's really the same energy as my friends who are looking around going, are they looking at me? I'm famous. <laughs> so I was like, I need to just block all of that out. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter yeah. whether they're looking at you or not. It's it's that you just I think, listen, back to you. I think it's golden. Nothing is golden, but it's golden. Like, I think the show's going to be received well. I think you're going to do well right now. Plot out. You should be pitching your show. Oh, my God. That's what you should be doing and focusing on. I actually, this kind of reminds me of your story with your TV and all of that. When I first got a phone call about this TV show, I was like, I'm going to get this show. They were like, you know, saying like, oh, this show's happening. Are you interested in like interviewing? And I was like, yes. I'm, I'm going to get this show. And I went to this um, metaphysical store and, you know, just to get some supplies. I'm a little witchy. I don't call myself a witch, but I'm into it. And there was a woman that was in the line because there was a line at the cash register. And she she had like a deck of cards. And she was like, you want me to read your cards? And I was like, OK. And she just had like she was doing it with like regular playing cards. And then she like pulled three and she or she like pulled one and she was like, you're up for a job. And then she's like, you're going to get the job. And then she's like, and it's going to be amazing. She's like, oh, my God, (laughs) you're going to get this job and it's going to change your life and it's going to be huge. She's like, does that resonate? And I'm like, yes, this is why I'm like literally at the store right now. But see, that's a little messenger from spirit, whatever you want to call it in a way. You know, but it is right because. And sometimes I'm like, well, was that person like, is there a connection or is it just like a bolt of lightning that comes, hits that other person? And they're like, I have to tell you this, you know, I, is it divine? And I'll never know because I don't know when I'm picking up on it half the time or when I'm offering stuff out to people, or I didn't know those cards were going to be the exact ones, Roz. 
you know, picked up on. But because the one card that was different was death, I'm saying, what can you release to make this easier and better for yourself? You know, like more, more productive, more joyful, more fun, because how fun to be on a TV show, right? Ghost hunting, something you're passionate about. Well, you know, what's interesting. If we do read into this, the other card was the Ten of Pentacles that I had. Oh, that's great. But in your little magic trick that you just somehow did, I don't know if you went to the magic castle and learned how to (laughs) choose the right card, but death replaced the Ten of Pentacles. I mean, is there a way to interpret that? Um, Yeah, by the way, that's great thinking. That's how one should think. If you do reading... (laughs) See, I'm not just pretty. (laughs) I'm more than just a pretty face, Rachel. But But that's why I used to keep notes on it, because if I got one reading one day, and then the next thing, all the same cards, except for one is different. That's exactly what you should be paying attention to. Well, what was it then, and what is it before? So I would say, uh, listen, Libras, like I said, they have pretty... They get money, and they get beauty. But ton of ton of pentacles usually represents, um, you know, financial stability, financial happiness. It's also the part of the lost interpretation of that card would be it's a hard, it's usually a hard fought thing to get to that position. Meaning, I don't mean fought like fighting, but like it took a lot to get to that ten of pentacles position. It took a lot of work. Yeah. It took a lot of hard work, it took a lot of ups, downs, crying, successes, failures, you know, just to get to that position. So that's why I like the Ten of Pentacles for you there, because it's not just the, like the Ace of Pentacles, like here's just a gift of money or the possibility of money. It's like, no, you work for this shit, right? And you have over these many, many years. And you worked with that audition, you know, like you didn't probably didn't work that hard as the truth of people. She, she just laid it down and were amazing, I'm sure. But um, you had to make the tape and do the thing. So what I see I, I wouldn't look at it as one replaces the other so much as how do they work together. I would look into um, d- any release around any odd issues around money because like if you were like, I don't know if I want to be, you know, famous or really successful, um, that might mean there's there's a place in you where you purposefully or, un- or, or, or you know, su- subconsciously pass up some opportunities that could have put more money in your pocket, you know, along the way mm. because you subconsciously we're like, well, if I do that, then I'll have all this new anxiety and fear about what it's like to be successful. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. A little bit. Also, the only reason that I chose those three cards is because I literally saw somebody on the internet say, if you want to get a job, put these three cards on your altar. <laughs> I didn't I think know. I Nothing wrong with that. I would say I'm like, if you want anything to happen, you there's 78 cards to choose from. There is no magical tarot combination that's going to put money in your pocket or give you a job. There are only the cards that inspire you. Like you pick those cards because that resonated with you, right? But what I'm saying is you could have easily picked the Ace of Discs and other cards that also represent getting the job and money. But those are the ones you you went through. I would say, you know, take time to look through the deck and see what inspires you because those cards are great and obviously worked, right? But if you look through and you're like, ooh, I really like this chariot card because that's victory and marching forward, then this is my magical card for that spell. Think of it as a spell, combining these cards together, putting them on an altar, lighting a candle. It's really kind of a spell, right? A prayer, a spell, and then I also sidebar, lastly, I look into, um, I'm working on my fitness right now, but um, I look at food is a spell for your body. 
too. The way with foods we put in our systems, think about it. It's you're literally saying, here's here's the nourishment I'm giving you, right? Here's the spell for you. How are you operating? How do you feel on all that? I'm not saying people have to be super fit or 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 not eat junk to be magical, but I, at all, at all, I know you, you can do it because I've I've eaten plenty of junk and been magical. But I also think there's a reason why spiritual people, you know, um, did fast mm. before a, a spell or you know a ceremony. The body's just zinging a little easier, right? It's not it's not expending energy digesting Cheetos. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all there the energy is all working towards the goal that you have in mind but for you again it's uh you know it's interesting pull that ace of discs you know which i said could replace death and then the next card i pulled out was ace of wands for you that's two aces that's how there's only four in the whole deck the aces represent the possibility of the entirety of it all so ace of discs is literally like all the t- all the cards that are pinnacle cards it's all within that one ace you want some more money it's there I see you as a producer, Roz. Do you yeah. like producing? Because yeah. I, yeah, like I see when I, for some reason, when I was like Ace of Just and Ace of One, like I think there's a concept you can sell and produce yourself. So you can either be the talent or not be the talent. You're greatest talent. You're so greedy and talented. But like, if you just want to, like Libras also like to sit back and be beautiful and make all the money while someone else toils away. I'm not money obsessed. Okay. I swear. I'm so then well, it's security. I'm sti- it's not security. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be money. It. It's security, then, whatever that means, like emotional, right. financial. So I'm not saying you're stressed about money, but with that ace of just, it's like, listen, uh, you're probably not, but you could also bring in a lot. You have the possibility. Right. To bring I in. I feel like I've been broke for so long that I'm just like, it'll work out. Like, just do things that you love. And- do you believe that you can have? Do you see yourself with a lot of money, actually, though? Well, or do you I would, talk yourself down? I would love to own a house, but geez louise, That's- in this world, this economy, my dream is to have a house with a bunch of tortoises in the backyard. Aww. That is, like, my ultimate dream. And that is what I will get. Yeah. So that does require money. But what I don't want is to fear having money like i've just i have had that my whole life and i don't want that well that's what i'm saying i think that's the thing to dig into that fear part so i will say this like as far as fear because fear you know so like i said it's so ubiquitous and overwhelming but it's also um it's really helpful sometimes too right like fear will stop you from getting in uh somebody's drunk car to drive home like no thanks i so that's why I'm saying fear is, is helpful. So one of the things I used to do, and I don't have to do it consciously anymore because it sounds a little nerdy, but it may help you. Is like, you know, if I'm feeling really fearful or, or worried or especially with fear, you know, I'm overwhelmed by it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to spiral down. I'd be like, oh, you know what, fear? Talk to the fear. Like, thank you so much for being a presence in my life because clearly you've helped me. I have a lot of it. So clearly I needed a lot of fear because I have a ton of it. I said, but at this point, I feel like I've really worked through. I really appreciate the times where it's been helpful. And I want to send this fear to someone who actually needs it. And that sounds insane, but yet there is someone. But there is someone in a war zone who needs fear because, right? They need to be in fight or flight because something's going, they actually need fear or they're in a a bad situation with an abusive partner. They need a little fear to get the fuck out, right? So Mm -hmm. that's what I mean. Like I I will just talk to my fear and send it along the way. And then the other thing is lastly, it's like, 
I say do seven year cycles of your life. So you picture yourself at seven years old, but instead of like right here in your mind, like I pictured almost like a small movie broadcast on the, across the room on a wall and a small screen. Why do I do that? Because I'm not trying to relive all my emotional uh, joy or pain from back then, right? I'm trying to look at it like a director would. Like, so I'm picturing myself at seven years old and I'm thinking about how fear affected me at seven. And then I go 14 years old. How did fear play into my life then? Uh, 21 years old, do seven year cycles and see if you can start to see a pattern. Those are all basic, like non-magical things, but they work dovetail really well with then doing a tarot reading with what you think about what realization comes up. You then go to your cards and you go, okay, I realized that when I was 14, uh, this thing happened and it made me realize I, you know, or I felt abandoned or I felt like I had money or I, whatever it was. And then you pull a card and you start to have a conversation with yourself. Does that make sense? Totally. Whoa. (laughs) Okay. We've done way more time than I was even planning. Thank you for being so generous with your time. Wait, real quickly, can I play you some ghost voices? Oh, yeah, do tell. Okay, it's time for EVPs or EVPs. Have you ever heard the term EVP? Yes. Do you know what it stands for? It's not. It's not so much of a test. Not it's, really. That's okay. Electric, electronic voice Voice. phenomenal. Oh, I had an app that's whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. There (laughs) there are apps. So it's basically when people believe that they've captured ghost speaking. And what I do is I go to the trusty old internet and (laughs) I find two EVPs for my listeners or for my guests every single week. And um, I'm going to play it. I want you to tell me what you hear, maybe make a guess, and then I'll give you some options. Um, (laughs) One of the options being what the person that posted it believed it said. Okay. Okay. The first one comes from TikTok, (laughs) and it's from at Whispering SPT or Whisperings PT. I'm not sure. Whatever. Unknown location. What is it saying? Okay, that was kind of a long one. I know. I'll play it again. Yeah, all right. Uh, You're a wolf, you have no face. (laughs) You know, that is not what Whispering's PT thought that it said. What did they Was it A? What you heard about me is a lie. Very reality show. Is it B? Go through the light. Love you. Bye. Was it C? Sometimes when it's right, it's just right. Or was it D? Don't you remember Vine? I really loved Vine. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go for D, which is not what they thought it said, but it's what I want them to have said. A person on TikTok posting about, remember Vine? Um, They believe it was B. Go through the light. Love you. Bye. Okay, I can hear it. Let's let's listen again. Right? No? Yeah, but like it's a bit of a stretch because it also says like go through. It's like go through. I mean, I heard well, not light. 
I think it could be, I, uh, that's the kind of thing I would obsess about and slow it down totally, and listen to it like 10 times. But why would they be like, go to the light? What are they want me to kill? Them? Like what? That sounds weird. Maybe, maybe they were talking to themselves like an uh, internal monologue. Go through the light. Love you. Bye. Nice try. Who knows? Who knows? knows? Uh, okay. There's one more. This one is from East Valley Paranormal on TikTok. And they are an all-female ghost hunting group in Arizona. And so shout out to the queens. So dry there. It really is. (laughs) And uh, what do you think this ghost is saying? Oof. What? Okay. Do Do it again. Yeah. I mean, like, again, I'm the queen of Occam razoring this shit before we go to it's a ghost. I mean, I don't even, I didn't even hear a word. I heard some birds tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel True, come on, be a little fun. All right, um, all right, all right. Play it again. Play it one more time. Okay. okay. <laughs> I heard get up. Not a bad guy. I heard get up. And then the birds tweeted. So that makes sense to me. <laughs> All right. Here's some options. Was it A, excuse you? Was it B, <laughs> oh, it's you? Was it C, I'll get you? Or D, that's cute. So they do a tongue pop, and then they say, that's cute. That's cute. Okay, now that you know those, let me play it again. I think that's cute. They believe it is, I'll get you. And I, come on. You don't hear this. Listen, it goes, I'll get you. Or I think it could be, a tongue pop, and then get you. Either way, I hear get you. Let me play it. Get you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rachel, this has been magical. Or, this has two, been... Bird, or two birds tweeting. <laughs> what the F? All right, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to let you wrap it up, but... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Now I want you, you a TikTok account of you listening to EVPs and offering all the different things that it actually You know what? Could be. I should. I'm I'm on there. I'm going to find you on there, Roz, because at first first time when I got on TikTok, I was like, what is this hellhole? And now I love it. You know, I'm like, oh, I get it. And uh, there's a lot of great information on there as well as a lot of shit. But there's also a lot of really <laughs> good information. I still have not gotten into it. Like, what? as a poster person. Oh, Nowadays, oh. I do look at them, but I don't get super, again, because like, I get really like, so many people. I don't know. I'm very weird. Again, uh, I'm getting over that's it. That's not so weird. It's like I said, I think you are a perfect candidate to use your tarot deck and go and do that seven year, 14 year, 21 year. Like, what is it? Because at some point, when we're little kids, we're like, Hello, look at me. You know, what I, you know what I mean? We are. So like at a certain yeah. point, 
that switch, but not entirely because look at you, you like a little attention. You like fabulousness. You like performing, but then, so I'm like, dig in there because at some point something happened where perhaps getting attention was negative. Well, I know. I've worked a lot with my therapist. It's actually control stuff, I think, because I'm yeah, like, oh, I right. like attention if I can control it. I like attention if it's in like a room where I'm doing stand up. I don't like it when the entire Internet is watching me do. But stand-up. you know what? Like and, and we're signing off now. But I love that you said that because I just said to my friend yesterday, like the two things I'm sure of used to only be sure of one thing that I know nothing or very little. But now I'm sure of two things. I know very little. And ultimately, I cannot control anyone else. You know, because I I think a lot of people's issues stem from control of themselves or trying to control other people. And I'll say it for me, like every time I've had a breakup, I'm like, but whoa, it's almost like I can't, why I can't believe it happened to me. Like, bitch, put your ego in check. Yes, it happened to you. I know. And you cannot, and you cannot control someone else's behavior. So I love that you know that, Roz. And like, I don't mean to harp on that at the end. It's just most people don't get it when they're like, I'm mad at you because you didn't take me here. It's like you cannot control anyone else. That's why I don't date, because if I'm dating someone, Uh, I'm the boss. Oh, my God. I bet you are going to eat what I want tonight. Oh, that is control. (laughs) Look at you. I'm like so controlling. I swear to God. I'm only, you know what I've realized? I didn't, never thought I was, but I'm very controlling with myself. Like I like to, I'm a homebody because I'm in control. Same. Of my, same. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the one thing I, I like, I'm a night owl. That's a childhood holdover, but also I think it's about control. Like nobody will call or bother me or make me do anything at 2 a.m. You know? So again, the tarot is really great because Control issues, first of all, they're there in place for a reason. They helped you. You know, they helped you feel in control. But now someone that needs control, I want them to have it. That's right. You have to give it away. You have to Janet Jackson release that control. <sighs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Go do a chair dance Let's control now. how people can get your book. Oh. Tell them all of it. It's first of all... It's a major, everybody's like, do you sell it out of the back of your car? I'm like, no, I have a major, it's not a major publisher. You can get it at Barnes and Noble. I or, saw it at Barnes and Noble. Oh my God, take a picture, girl. Next time you see one, I love seeing it in the wild. I don't know why, okay. if you if you write a book, you'll still get what I'm saying. Like there's some something kind of neat about your book in a bookstore because there's so few bookstores. But uh, Amazon, but also it's a really great time to support your local indie bookstore, which may not have it in, but you can order it and it'll come I'm in in a couple days from them. And that's one way to support a small business. I do have a Patreon. I never talk about it because I like it small. <laughs> I like it being small and quick. You know what I mean? And I do it because I enjoy talking about tarot. So I didn't actually want to grow it to a million people. But at this point, it's a great little tarot talk. And if you Google Rachel True and, t- and Patreon, you'll find it. And if you can't be bothered to do that, you don't probably need to be in the class. <laughs> oh, wait. And then I'm on Instagram. I guess I'm still on Instagram. I'm in my stories more. I think I'm true Rachel true on there. I'm on TikTok. I'm verified. There's 6 million clones of me, though, grifting people for tarot readings. So make sure to see that I, the verified account. Um, those are all the places I, I hang out, I guess. Amazing. Yeah. This, this has been five years in the making and you have not disappointed this is so cool you've been an amazing guest so thank you for doing this it was so great to see you and cannot wait for your tv show i cannot wait to see it i'm super excited 
And um, I do want to go ghost hunting so that I'm slightly less cynical about ghosts right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to Rachel True. Be sure to go check out all the stuff that she does. Follow her. Get the book. I could listen to her tell stories for hours. Oh, okay. We have got so many fun ones coming at you. So make sure you are subscribed to the show. I can't wait to talk to you next week. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye. This has been an Exactly Right production. Want to share your paranormal experience on the podcast? I read stories out loud, and sometimes I'll even call you. So email me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. You can send a DM or voice message to the show's Instagram at ghostedbyroz. Give us a follow while you're there. And follow me, Roz, on Instagram at Roz Hernandez and on TikTok and Twitter at It's Roz Hernandez. My senior producer is the startling Jiha Lee. Associate producer is the alarming Christina Chamberlain. This episode was mixed and sound designed by the eerie Edson Choi. My guest booker is the petrifying Patrick Kottner. Additional production support from the hair-raising Hannah Kyle Crichton. My theme music is by the spine-chilling Brendan Lynch Salomon. Artwork by the spooky Vanessa Lilac. Photography by the terrifying Elizabeth Karen. Executive produced by the chilling Karen Kilgareth, the spooky Georgia Hardstark, and the frightening Danielle Kramer. Follow Ghosted by Roz Hernandez on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Visit ExactlyRightStore.com to purchase Ghosted by Roz Hernandez merch.